Hey, hey, it's Sunday. We're back all together again. And once again, I'm going to say we survived another week in 2021. We are only three days away from the um, inauguration of Joe Biden. And everybody is on edge right now, wondering what is going to happen between now and then. And I say what's going to happen in general between now and whenever. But um not going to talk about too much about the, the upcoming inauguration tonight. I am going to do something which I said I wasn't going to do again, which is I'm going to talk about MMA a little bit, <laughs> believe it or not. And then I'm going to go into the really bizarre, to me, merit mayoral campaign of Andrew Yang. But um, first of all, I just want to start out with a little bit of st- one, one topic that you guys all know about because of Dana White and it's UFC, so everybody cares. And one topic that you may not know too much about, which is, we'll start with Miriam Nakamoto, which if you're familiar with Miriam Nakamoto, she was a multiple, multiple world champion in Muay Thai who ended up going into MMA. And in her last Invicta bout, she ended up losing to Lauren Murphy because she ended up tearing her ACL. And the reason why this is so memorable is for two reasons. Number one, I tore my ACL and I always really um, admired Miriam Nakamoto um, in her striking and, and, and her career. And two, um, Lauren Murphy and her coach were being such total fucking assholes about it, saying that they were winning the fight and, and it was skill that ended up putting Miriam Nakamoto out, which if you go back to look at the fight, it's very clear that Miriam was winning that fight until she tore her ACL. And, you know, if I win a fight, I would much rather win a fight knowing that I actually took somebody out. It doesn't seem to have the same amount of um, things to be proud of when somebody ends up sustaining an injury in order for me to win, which, you know, it's, it's nature of the game that you have injuries. I mean, it's combat sports. I mean, what the fuck do you think is going to happen? But still, if you're somebody who trains and has the slightest bit of honor, I think you would much rather feel better about winning because you actually beat somebody's ass and not because they had to stop because they had a torn ACL or something like that. It's also memorable because Kieran, um, who is the owner of CSA Gym, which Miriam used to be out of, um, actually made a point to go on to a radio show to complain. And if you know Kieran, which I don't know him that well, I only know him a little bit, but he's not—he's—he's he's a very opinionated guy. He's a pretty cool guy. He's very opinionated, but you don't really hear him on the media too much. Um, you don't really hear him having something to say you hear him having something to say on his own uh his own instagram and twitter twitter tweet tweet twitter not twitter twitter um but you just don't really he's he's not on the mic like you hear some other coaches and stuff which will remain nameless if you know me you know i got quite a bit of experience with quite a few coaches and and ufc and bellator and lion fight and everybody else underneath the sun either haven't trained with them or been trained by them so um the interesting thing that came up is when miriam tore her acl she was in the gym four days after she had surgery and because i knew that when i tore my acl I was in the gym three days after surgery. I had my coach carry me down the stairs because I was so determined to train. I had been actually about to go. I was six weeks out of my first, uh, six weeks out of my um, kickboxing debut. 
and I tore my ACL. Six weeks out of my, my kickboxing debut and one month out of doing IBJJF Chicago. So it all went downhill for me. I'm telling you my story, but there's a point to me telling you my story and talking about Miriam. Plus, people want to know personal stuff about me. So here you go. So I'm going to get a story. and It's going to be very near and dear to my heart. But anyways, um, when I tore my ACL, I don't remember how old I was, but I was in my late 30s. And it was just really upsetting to me because I knew that I was already starting late late in the game and that was just going to take me out for it. I thought it was only going to take me out for, you know, eight months. Boy, was I fucking wrong. So anyways, she was back in the gym four days after her surgery, trying to get back on track. I was in the gym three days after mine, trying to get back on track. And if you've been following her over the past couple years, she never, ever made it back. She was trying to make it back. She was having continuing issues with knee problems. Um, she even was on the Joe Rogan show and Joe Rogan paid for her to have additional st- uh, additional stem therapy in her knee, which you know, I, I'm not a huge, I don't know what I think about stem therapy right now. I, th- I think it's a load of bullshit because I don't know anyone who I've observed personally or in the media who seems to have been helped by self um, stem therapy when it comes to joint replacements or repair or anything like that. But you know, what do I know? I'm an IT person, (laughs) not a doctor, but she kept trying to come back. And if you were on her Instagram, you could just see her trying, 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 trying. And she was getting back into the gym. She was cutting the weight and the stem cells she said was working, but then it seemed like it wasn't working. Then um, after Joe Rogan, she got more stem cells. Yes, she did have stem cells before Joe Rogan. So she did it again. And now she's working with some other special trainer, like toes over knees or something like that in order to help her get her knee back. And um, she's 40. She would be 44 now. Um, And, you know, I think I think women have a longer career in combat sports if they train correctly, just because usually they get started a little bit later anyways. And they just don't seem to age and have the wear and tear the way that men do. But she kept saying she was going to come back as a boxer. And then she was talking about kickboxing again. And then recently she said her knee felt much better that the new um, regime was working for her. And then sometime last week, she released a video. And she, in the meantime, she's also been getting into acting she wants to become an actress and she's done some like um oh i don't know what they're called but you know like test videos and whatnot so she's working on that but then last week she released a instagram story where she was totally in tears and she was in tears because she ended up getting the lead role in a movie and that's getting funding and really you know good for you miriam great like she listens to this like anyone listens to this and that's really awesome but she was distraught because she was in mourning because she was coming to the realization that she believes that her fight career is completely over and she was hoping to get in one more fight before she completely retired and I get that I totally understood that and she was in tears because she said she was mourning um the death of, of, of her fight career. Like she was opening up new doors that were exciting, but she wanted to do it one last time. And that really stuck with me because I'm going through the same thing myself. I was supposed to do, um, I was supposed to do a Muay Thai fight last June, last year. And then COVID hit and I stopped training with my trainer and my trainer actually ended up leaving 
the state and is no longer here. So I don't have a trainer anymore and haven't been able to go to the gym to train like I want to and my age, my advanced age. And, you know, it just didn't seem to come together. I got hurt and, you know, I, I, I just, lots of job losses, life happened, life happened. And it's one of those things that for me will, I think, haunt me until it'll haunt me until I die, probably. I mean, sure, there's other things that I'm into. I mean, I'm a cave diver, you know, PC gamer, (laughs) not so much, but kind of a huge world traveler when I actually can travel and ride motorcycles. I mean, I, I, I lead a pretty exciting life without having the thrill of being in the ring. But you know, I, it, I went to Thailand and I was supposed to get my fight in Thailand. And that's another long story why that didn't happen. And I kept hoping just one, just one, just one, just one, just one. And here we are, you know, still with COVID completely out of control. And I'm not getting any younger. It's already difficult as it is for them to take me seriously on the mat, even though I can bust some ass when I have time and I'm in shape. But you know, it's something that you, if when you have something that you want to do so badly and it seems like it's getting taken away from you because of time or other people's perception of your abilities or you just can't do it, it's hard. And it is exactly like mourning a loved one when you have to give up on, on, on a, I'm like tearing up right now, like when you have to give up on uh, some hopes and some dreams. I mean, I, she was tearing up and it just, it just really struck to my soul because I completely understand what she's going through. I may have never been a world champion, but I definitely understand what it feels like to stand in the middle of the ring and I fucking miss it. And I miss the fact that I never got the opportunity to actually fight. There have been some fights. That's another story for another time, especially in Thailand with some of the chicks that I sparred with. It may as well have been a fight. And there isn't, a, and now that I think about it, there isn't a single chick who was not a professional who's ever been, uh, and then even some professionals that's been able to take me and stand up, which is kind of weird. And yet I still haven't had a fight, but um, yeah, <laughs> we can talk about women and training another time, because I will tell you that when women train, it is very different than when men train. I, I have a theory that you your gym has to have at least over... I want to say seven females training at one time for there not to be some sort of weird pecking order going on in competitiveness because it's kind of like egg done by the guys and then the, it's just, just a long story and you know guys can be very territorial and very macho and competitive with each other but it's just different it's just different when girls go at it with each other like we're fucking trying to kill each other we really are <laughs> we're rolling sometimes you wonder if it's actual rolling or combat it's just like barely just barely on the edge besides breaking somebody's arm or something um at least that's been my experience with rolling with other girls and you could sit there and say well tech aren't you part of it it's like no because i've always been older i've had a lot more control of my temper and even when i thought i was going to lose my temper i have not completely lost my temper but you fucking gonna fucking kick my try to kick my ass and go harder than you should for sparring you better believe I'm going to teach you why that's not okay you do not do that you need to be nice I, I don't play that type of shit anyways I'm talking about myself too much when this is supposed to be about you know what's going on in the world but anyways Miriam is mourning her career so I don't think we're going to see her back in the ring we still might who knows I'm really hoping that if that's something she really wants to do that she's given the opportunity to actually do it 
I don't want to talk about, I don't know her personally, so I can't speak to everything that's been going on during these past couple of years. So I, I, I maybe her knee has really, really bothered her and that's why she wasn't able to come back. But, you know, much love to you, Miriam out there and good luck with the acting career. And, you know, I'm sure people are still hoping that she fights, but if she doesn't fight, then, you know, she needs to be happy no matter, no matter what, what happens. Same thing. I'm going to apply it to myself. You know, I'm, I'm coming to terms that it looks like this is never going to happen. Um, not necessarily that I won't go back to competition in jujitsu. Cause I mean, old ladies can go do jujitsu competitions and there's a hell of a lot more old, old ladies these days, little blue belts out there doing jujitsu, but, um, it has to, to deal with the fact that I have, I, I, I pref <laughs> I think, I don't think I'm, they're probably about even at this point. I'm much better at grappling than striking. Although at this point in time, I think we're probably 50, 50 just because I stopped grappling as much because I just have issues with gyms in general. And I much prefer, um, boxing and Muay Thai because it seems to be a little bit more, uh, I don't have to be a best part, part of the team so much. I don't, as you, you're going to find a, a, a narrative that kind of goes on about tech with people doesn't, if you don't know already, it's just like, I don't really do well with groups of people and I've just had really bad experiences with gyms at this point. So going into jujitsu, that's part of the reason why like I've a, well, COVID stopping everything. I mean, I've been invited to start training several times up in Wisconsin again, but them folks be crazy up there right now with the COVID. So I don't really feel like rolling on the mat with people, even if they're doing it and I've been invited to. Um, but you know, and I'm terribly out of shape and I need a coach badly because I'm very picky about who I want to work with, especially since, you know, I've had three, tra four trainers in my life and one of them was a closet Nazi and one of them just sucked. And then the one who's really good just went and left. So I'm kind of in a pickle, but you never know. I don't, I'm, I'm coming to terms that I may never, ever get my Muay Thai fight and I may never fight. And, um, that's hard to get my head around it, but it's also something that I can't really worry about too much right now because it is what it is. Like, where the fuck am I going to go train? When the fuck am I going to go train? When is COVID going to get better? When are people going to fucking stop being morons and wear a goddamn mask? You know, it's ruining everything for everybody. I mean, it really is a lost two years of social of socializing and training and stuff like that. But I'm going on a tangent. I didn't intend to go on. I hope you followed my conversation with that, which is why I'm going to move right into the um, article. I don't know if it was on Bloody Elbow or middle easy about Spencer Fisher's, <clears throat> excuse me, CTE, which you, you cannot diagnose unless, um, you actually open up somebody's skull and rip their brain apart to see if it's shrunk. So you can see the, um, shit. There are things in the blood that can show that, that there's possible, you know, brain deterioration, but you know, can't really confirm it unless you do an autopsy once somebody's dead. But I mean, you kind of, at this point, know if people have it or not. I mean, I have somebody personally who I know who, um, I can say this without giving too many details so that not that they even talk to me anymore. Like my whole, all the people I used to know and stuff in that vein are gone, but he, he has behavioral issues and speech pattern issues. And people always thought he was just rude and stuff, but having been around a lot of fighters for a while and just 
watching and I, I, I called it before he actually went to see a doctor about it. And I was like, I think he's got CTE. I think he's got brain injury. And sure enough, in the last, I think, two, three years, he was diagnosed with it. And um, it explains his behavior and everything. So, I mean, you can kind of figure out, you know, once you have, see these behavioral issues and stuff and certain markers in the blood if somebody's got CTE. And basically, Spencer Fisher was saying that he believes that he has CTE. Whole article went out. UFC's not even giving him the time of day. He can't afford, you know, his treatment or anything like that. And just so you know, if you don't know anything about CTE, there is no treatment right now for CTE. You can only manage it, but it, your brain is just going to deteriorate at, at that point. And that's why you see a lot of people who have CTE end up committing suicide because it's just hard to have those emotional swings and memory loss and body. Sometimes you can have problems with control of your body because your brain, it's your brain. When you fuck your brain up, you're fucked. And Dana White was being very cold about it. Like he's got CTE as well. And it's just, you know, one of the, one of the, um, one of the parts of the business. And now you understand why I don't watch the UFC <laughs> anymore. I mean, you should know that for a long time, but I just cannot deal with that fucking cold, bullshit that um I mean it's the same with 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 uh with with football um and it's also kind of feeds back into me thinking about continuing on you know wanting to try to box even though I'm late in the game myself you know um these these this is serious shit this is serious fucking shit and it needs to be taken seriously. And I do think that the various sports that you have the issues, possible issues with concussions should take it under account and have pensions of some sort because you know, you know, these people are going to be walking like mushy oatmeal brain at the end of this. And it actually goes into me thinking that football for developing kids and grade school and high school may not be a good idea. I, I don't think I, I, you know, it's kind of like when we get upset, we see the little kids boxing out in, in Thailand, but they, they, they train a lot differently out in Thailand than we, we do here in the West a lot different, which it, it's, they preserve their bodies. Their bodies get broken down as well, but you just, you don't see the same shit there as you do here. That's because when they train, you don't train to kill each other, which is what seems to happen here. Maybe it's just the gyms that I've been part of. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. No names. I'm not giving any names out. You can figure it out for yourself if you really want to know all the places I've been. Um, so, yeah. Uh, news from, from MMA World, which I thought was notable and interesting for me to actually mention because it, it seems to kind of... It, it, it reaches personal things in me. Um, I, I, I empathize. I empathize. I don't have CTE as far as I know, though some people would probably disagree with that. But I certainly understand everything from Miriam's Nakamoto, Nakamoto's perspective. And I definitely do think that Dana White is a fucking asshole. And, you know, this is if you saw me on other shows that I used to be on. This is why I was always putting down the UFC, why I do not. I no longer watch this UFC, why I don't really always know what's going on in the UFC, because I just cannot support assholes. If I don't want to deal with you in my personal life being an asshole, I sure as hell I'm not going to watch you on TV, and I'm not going to support your product. That's just me. So I'm like, yay, Bellator. Yeah, you're probably going to have some CTE there, but at least for now, we don't have, you know, a public pit a public figure of Bellator that just constantly comes off as a total and utter douche lord. Yeah. So enough about, uh, enough about, about MMA 
right now. And let's move on to Andrew Yang is running for mayor in New York City. And to me, it's just the most bizarre thing that I'm observing. He seems so fucking awkward on his social media. And it's been pointed out that he's, it's like he's trying too hard. He's trying too hard to prove that he's a real New Yorker. He's trying too hard to prove that he spent time in New York. In New York. You have to look at the video of him in this really, really nice bodega. Now, to be fair, he said in one of his tweets that, you know, a lot of bodegas are upgrading themselves and are up to code and look nice. And this is true. I have been in some bodegas in New York that were like, they look like the rich people little corner stores that they have up on the the Gold Coast <laughs> in Chicago. And if you're from Chicago, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about in the Gold Coast. You know what I'm talking about back when they had, uh, oh God, it's, I want to say Trader Joe's, but Trader Joe's now, the Thousand Island, I remember, because my mother used to take me there when I was a real little kid because she thought she was all bougie, or she tried to be, until she found out some of the bougie food she was eating, what it really was, and she didn't want to eat it anymore, namely escargot and frog legs. That's another whole story about how I grew up, how I grew up was fucked. But um, if you've been in any high-class place, like, neighborhood and seen a corner store there are some bodegas in new york that are very very nice very posh very clean but typically when you think of a bodega you think of the corner store <laughs> that has got everything and their mother in there for sale that looks like the last time it got cleaned was probably sometime in the early 70s and there's typically a cat in there if not a rat and it's just you know they great sandwiches i i will not you cannot see me want to uh, fight a a bodega uh, bacon and cheese on that bread. Oh, fuck, I want one now. Bacon, cheese, and an egg on the bodega bread, which is some sort of special roll. But anyways, I'm digressing so much tonight. Sorry. But that's where Andrew Yang went. And he justified it by saying like a lot of ones are coming up to code. But he really should have gone to one of the, you know, what you typically think of as a bodega to prove his point. But it just has come off so awkward and so just disingenuous. And I really liked him. I really liked him. I really wanted Elizabeth Warren with Yang to be her vice president. And it's funny because I also now saying that I don't think Yang is ready to be mayor of New York. I don't, I just, I am not from New York City. I have visited quite extensively. I have stayed in it extensively for two separate jobs I've had where I've had to stay there for six months. You know, I was going home on the weekends, but I was there every day for six months um, but I am not a native, but from what I know of New Yorkers, it just seems really, he seems like a really weird choice for mayor in so many ways. And I, I agree, like, it's probably good that he did not make vice president or president because I think we're showing some of the lack of, when I say maturity, I mean, um, public office maturity just because his social media has been so cringe. It's just been so cringe lately. And it seems like, well, I didn't make it for president and Biden didn't choose me for any of his cabinets, which to be fair, maybe Biden did offer him a cabinet position or some sort of position. But Yang wants to be the head of something. So he didn't take it because he wanted to make sure that he was going to run or he knew he was going to run for mayor of New York. I don't know, but it has been some of the most creepy thing to watch with his social media and him touting himself up to become mayor of New York. 
I personally don't think he has a shot, but I would love in the comments to hear what your thoughts are about him and his chances in New York City, because to me, it's just, it's, I keep repeating this. It's so weird. He's just so, I just can't see him as mayor of New York. I just don't see it. I really think he should have taken maybe something a step. I mean, aim high people. If you've got dreams, aim the fuck high. And who am I? And I'm, I will tell you that. And I will also say, who the fuck am I to tell you not to? But yeah, it just, it's just not jiving well with me. Guess I'm glad I'm a Chicagoan and not from New York. Although everybody knows how much I want to run against Lori Lightfoot. I can't stand her. She's one of the worst mayors Chicago has ever had. She doesn't get Chicago, but that's also another story for another time. Anyways, that's it. That's Sunday. I just wanted to make sure I would reach out and touch y'all. Um, and it's oh, here. One more thing. One more thing. Isn't it so refreshing and so much more quiet now that Donald Trump has been silenced on all of his platforms? I don't know if you've noticed the difference. Now, mind you, there's still, and I said I wasn't going to talk about it, but I am. There's still huge concern. I mean, once you let the demon out of his cage, once the devil is free, the devil don't go back in his box. He's not going to go back in there, right? The devil is free. So all of this, this, this partisan bullshit that caused the terrorist attack on the Capitol two weeks ago, that's not going away just because we finally are going to have, knock on wood, an inauguration on Wednesday. That doesn't go away. Let me make sure I'm right. It's Wednesday, right? Is it 20th? 20th is, yeah, on Wednesday. That's not going to just, hey, boom, we're going to stop. I mean, in my lifetime, there has never been 20,000 troops stationed in the Capitol for an inauguration. Like, this should be something happy and exciting coming to a new period. Like, whether you like the incoming president or dislike him, at least you know it's a time of transition and change. And it just doesn't feel, it just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel good, does it? And I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop because I sure don't think this is over yet. I don't know what's going to happen, but I just, uh, it's been too fucking quiet. I mean, it's been a lovely quiet. It's been so fucking, like they should have deplatformed that guy. The orange fucktard should have been deplatformed six years ago. and We would have avoided a lot of stuff that's going on in the world right now. But if wishes were horses, beggars could ride. And apparently a lot of people don't know that phrase, but maybe I'm showing my age there. But he wasn't deplatformed. He ended up becoming president of the United States. And the rest, unfortunately, and fortunately, is history. We can only hope it's going to be history. But it has been really, really nice to get onto Twitter um, and just the news in general and not have to hear about something psychotically awful coming from the Trump administration. Besides, it's not even the Trump administration that's being shocking right now. It's the the, the people in the Senate and the people in the um, House of Representatives, which need, they need to be removed. Oh my God, they need to be removed. Anyways, that's it. No, for real, for real, for real. I promise that's it for today. If you like this, please subscribe. Um, this this podcast shows up on Spotify. It also shows up on Apple iTunes. Go take a look and see if you can find it. You can always reach it by coming to my website at www.mightbetasty.com. In addition, you can find me on SoundCloud. And I try to drop a podcast every Friday night. Eventually, I'm hoping, or not Friday, what? I'm, I'm smoking crack already, aren't I? I try to drop a podcast every Sunday night. And 
as I can. I'm hoping to ramp up to Sunday and Wednesdays, but we'll see. Um, my job is about to get a little bit more tricky. It's been tricky, but now it's about to get really, really tricky. But I will commit to making sure that these go out on Sunday night. Again, any questions, concerns, likes or dislikes, please, please, please subscribe. Please leave a note in the comments. Otherwise, you all have a great start of the week. Thanks. Bye.
Thank you.